Welcome to another episode of Spilt Milk, the preeminent podcast supporting the world's premier fantasy football league, Pooja Milk Reloaded. I am your host, longtime commissioner, two-time champion, Diz, or Matthew, as some people call me, joined, as always, by longtime Pooja Milk participant, general mm-hmm. sports enthusiast, evidently he's mm-hmm. a coach as well, sure. uh, his, or Giacomo, as we've all known him since birth. You know what they say, uh, those who can't do, teach, and those yeah. who can't teach, teach Jim. <laughs> <laughs> He's, this guy's nailing it on all fronts. Now, <laughs> very special episode today. Uh, joining us is a, another longtime Pooja Mill participant, but he is an award winner. Now, mm. I will say it's a dubious award. Uh, <laughs> he has been at least, I think, two-time, I'd have to look back at the records, William Clayford Senior Memorial Participant Award winner, uh, which is given every year or most years uh, to the lowest performing team in Puja Milk. There was a couple of years there, I think, where I was dogging it and probably didn't didn't award it. But that is none other uh, than our very good friend and my my family, my cousin, uh, Mr. Brad Arsenal. Brad, thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah good good to be here. Um, you, yeah, you need to double check that. I only remember one winning that yeah. award once but that doesn't mean it only happened once i definitely i know i definitely inscribed your name once as well uh the fact that it's at all uncertain for any of us is, is generally telling but this is this is a different kind of year for you so far this has been a good year yeah and it's been nice the last couple of years because survey and barchi came on and they've pretty much taken over being terrible at drafting <laughs> so yeah. that's always helpful that is true it's taking the pressure off the draft and your draft this year uh you know we were pretty critical of it i think or ish yeah. uh but it there's been a lot of sort of like i don't know what's the word here idiot savant type picks i don't want to put that entirely on you but picks like cordero patterson where when you made the mm. pick it was like mm. i don't know why brad's even drafting this guy but then you know, you know what 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 i did was i didn't i i, I was kind of late in the in the order so i i missed I think at least the first two picks were not picks that I wanted to have for my first two picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of slid from there. And then about middle of the draft, I started putting more, uh, doing a little more of what can I pick up now that may help me in the long run? Cause I'm not going to have a, a, you know, a, a star team right from the get go. Mm-hmm. And almost all of them have paid off so far. So yeah, you've, you've really um, been lightening up even with Logan, Tom, L- Logan Thomas, who I know is out now um, that turned out to be a good pick, but I think we wanting to get to kind of our first segment here. I mean, so Giacomo and I obviously mm-hmm. know you really well. I think uh, too well. Yeah. We're very, very close. <laughs> We've known each other growing up. Uh, certainly a number of things that make me think about Brad, but there are people in the league who don't really know you or wouldn't have had a chance to get to know you. So, I mean, I can give you my introduction, and then I'd love to know, because Giacomo has been talking about how you make missiles and things of this nature. Sure. Um, you know, I can tell you that when I think of Brad Arsenal, or when I think of you, it's like bikes, bicycles. I know Bear calls that out a lot. Uh, aviation in general, flying of any kind, like an obsession with flight simulators when we were kids. And uh, also Gran Turismo. I think Gran Turismo consumed a significant amount of your high school years. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess any other big interest that you'd add to that other than a Taliban looking basement? 
Um, no, no, that, I mean, as far as like stuff I like to do, uh, you know, hobby wise and keep me, uh, occupied outside of work. That's uh, sums it up pretty well. I like to spend a lot of time, a lot of time on my bike. It's kind of like my, uh, um, my own little, um, therapy session. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. One time Brad sold all his Sega games for fucking soccer. That's a great <laughs> quote from his brother Chris. So that's that <laughs> that's probably his greatest moment. But it was but it was another Sega game. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it was a he good sold one. All his, oh, it was like the first FIFA. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, how much how many hours did we spend playing that hmm. game? Yeah, I would say that for a number of my formative years, that was probably the only guide to soccer I had at all uh, <laughs> until adulthood now. I guess the other yeah. thing I'd say, Brad, that I neglected to mention was just uh, beer. I don't know if you're still a super beer enthusiast, but I know you introduced me to the Beer Advocate publication some many years ago and that that was a passion for you for a while, too. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm still a huge beer nerd. Um, the whole COVID thing put a big dampen on the uh, beer festival scene. But, um, you know, outside of that, Brad, there's a uh, there's a French beer I tried the other day. It's called Bud Wizé. Have you ever had that? <laughs> Bud Wizé. Uh, yeah. You put it over ice, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way you're supposed yeah. to drink it. Yeah. In okay, Ireland, I, in Ireland there was people doing that. It blew my mind because all I, you ever hear ever hear about is Ireland is warm beer and then the kids there were like warm beer, it has to be frozen. Yeah, frozen Bud Wizé. It's the yeah. uh, I don't know how you say it in French, but the king of beers. Yeah. Right. Je suis un king of beer. Uh, also, putting it over ice can't make it taste worse. I can tell you that with confidence. No, it yeah, can't. it, it just, just be like Bud Light. Yeah, there you go. Like, That's how they make it. I think it's like liquid sock. You know what I mean? That's what I think. <laughs> liquid sock. That's how I describe instant coffee. That tastes like that to me. Ooh. But Brad, so I know you work in like aviation type stuff these days i know you have been working in aviation stuff what is it that you do now do you blow things up with missiles or no uh no no um i don't actually work on missiles mm -hmm. but the um the company that i work for i work in their research and development division and um the programs that i'm on are all military and we produce propulsion and electrical generation systems for um, several missiles and drones and things that are military use and some small fighter jets. Um, cool. But um, yeah, we just do propulsion and electrical generation systems. So we basically make the engines and yeah, R and D is, um, you know, testing new product, you know, we're developing new technologies, new engines uh, overall or new upgrades to engines, different parts things like that um you know so basically we test them blow them up you know it sounds like the problem was that sounds like the good setting uh a good setting for a porn like you know <laughs> hey what? hey mr arsenal i've got your new propulsion package you know <laughs> it's like a chick that yeah. Elect an electrical <laughs> generation machine yeah yeah <laughs> it says oh you're into propulsion bah, 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 bah. you know that'd be <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i got out of that thank you let me yeah. give you my payload. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, I was thinking about like, do you get to like throw stuff at ballistics dummies or any stuff like that to be like, oh, this rocket, this is the one. No, we don't do any uh, kinetics or anything like that. Um, no. But the companies that we work with, they do that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but we do testing on our engines, like bird strike testing and nice. other 
other um, foreign objects testing is probably uh, so you run like say. you run like an engine and then you just throw like a frozen chicken at it or something. What do you do? Yeah, that, I mean they've done that before exactly. They've yeah. fired a frozen chicken <laughs> out of a cannon at nice. a running engine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot more stuff we do besides just break shit. But yeah, yeah. It's that kind of stuff. No, man, that's cool. And it's a shame because I remember that once at Laurel Manor, you threw a, like a champagne cork and it hit me <laughs> and that was like a rocket. So it felt like that that would have been if you were just like unloading on ballistics dummies with wine corks that that would advance our causes in these foreign wars. <laughs> it would be a lot more fun if we got to stand in front of the engine and like like chuck stuff at it but it doesn't nice. work that way <laughs> well yeah wait i got the soundtrack they can't let anyone thanks a lot well, obama not... you know what Never i mean mind. yeah before yeah. that uh, safety I've... and stuff yeah that guy doesn't let you just throw things um so i think that uh well i don't know john when you got anything else you want people to know yes. about brad that they're missing out on Yes, the name of the porn would be Foreign Objects because he just said that. So that's <laughs> hey, no, I love Brad. Obviously, we're uh, you know brothers, grew up next door to each other. So uh, you know, I just saw um, I just saw Paul got a new bicycle. So and I heard that was oh, came he, from Brad. Brad, Chris. Brad bought him that. So, I was there when yeah, he brought it over. Yeah, there you go. I got very excited just now. I don't know. That's that all the news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the latest news on the Arsenal family. I like that. Yeah, uh, I was just like so was trying to think. Like, I got as excited as if someone was like, "Oh, I saw Kevin Spacey at the gro like the grocery store the other day," because I would just be like, "Hey, man, you still grabbing dongs or what?" Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the deal with that? Yeah, I would be very anything. excited to ask him about it. Brad, I saw the Mitchells the other day. That we'll save that for another podcast. Were they at my parents' house? No, at Frankie's uh, cross country uh, meet. Because their oh. kid, their his twins are were against Frankie. Uh, I was gonna say they just like, went up north together. I thought yeah. maybe some when they picked them up or something. No. It's in, it's entirely unrelated to the Mitchells, but it does remind me of our childhood. That I remember, Jock. Once your mom said that PJ got a new boat, and then <laughs> and then you, <laughs> you somehow disparaged PJ, and she chased you with the shoe. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was it was very memorable. <laughs> we should get her. We should get Rosa on here. That'd be a oh, good. Oh, dude, that'd be amazing. What? There, there's no preparing anyone to have Rosa get spot on any podcast. It could go in any direction. Oh right, my which we will have to advance this to fantasy football here eventually. And there's some probably a good time. Around, but, but I am also reminded. I think it was in the days when we were working at McDonald's. And Brad, I feel like you were there. We were walking through the parking lot at McDonald's once, and a seagull sounded exactly like Jock's mom. Yeah, like <laughs> it flew over and went Jocko, and we all Woo! like everyone looked. Because we all thought it was his mom, and it, yeah. and it was the seagull. That was scary. Yeah. So no, not to not to disparage your wonderful, beautiful mother either. By the no, way, no, but you know, it was true. Uh, it really happened. So. It was a real thing that did happen. Um, so, <laughs> on that bit of memory lane, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, we're going to go talk a little bit about bye weeks. It's always been a topic of conversation. Uh, during Can the we wait? For I gotta say, this yeah, week, thank you. But, we have bi week Brad on. It was like meant to be. Yeah, you know? I That's totally just... agree. Now, in fairness to him, he didn't mention it in the draft this year, but I think no? No. in every single year that we've done a live draft chat, Brad has asked what people's bi weeks were. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because so... this next week I have like three guys on bi. Oh. It's going to oh. hurt me a little bit. 
All right. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get by curious. We'll see you soon. And we are back. Thank you again for joining us, uh, Brad. It's great to have you, uh, you know, on the chat with us this week and do a little of this recap. Yes. Uh, yeah, good to be here. A little teaser at the end there. I said we were going to get by curious. Uh, and I mean, I don't know, Mark. It's not what you think it is. So you can <laughs> go ahead and pop your pants back on and, uh, you know, turn the picture of Jesus around. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, there's, <laughs> I don't that sounds like really specifically slamming him. It was more of a reference to growing up uh, the computer room at his parents' house. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if anybody, you know, we're all about the same age, the early days of the internet, some uh, some interesting materials when you're a young man. Uh, and I was always sort of bothered by like the many religious shrines that were in that room. I was like, I couldn't do it, man. I'd have to like <laughs> just be sifting through the mail or something. There's none of that happening with me. But That's anyway, why that, Rita me. put them there. That, you know what? That's right. That's, you know, it's funny. Ahead. It never occurred to me that that's plausible. <laughs> it's extremely plausible. So I did tease we're going to get into the real bye week review. Uh, as much as we tease you, Brad, about the draft stuff and asking about bye weeks, I think pretty universally I don't care about bye weeks until they start happening. Other than I'd like to have enough guys on my team that I have people to fill in. Um, but I'm universally surprised. Like I just look and like, oh yeah, that's right. Half my team's on by this week. Yeah, it can. Uh, if if you're a if you're a team that's one you know one or two game away from the playoff, a bye week can yeah. make or break your season. If you uh, if you get unlucky with a bunch of people at once. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. I remember last week, last year, John and I laughing about it because you were so interested in bye weeks. Uh, and there's a werewolf attacking Giacomo, evidently. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, there's there's some sort of kerfuffle that's happened. And he's defeated the werewolf. All right, he's back. Um, oh, well, that's that was just, that was just mission accomplished way before it actually happened. But last year, Brad, I think, had two running backs or three running backs all on bye week in the same week. And it was just a good chuckle about like, he's the guy who's always asking about why weeks. Um, but to the task at hand, this first week, week six, we're looking at Atlanta, New Orleans, the Jets and San Francisco. Um, I'm touched by that in a little bit in terms of pits at tight end and Mike Davis in a different place. Um, you guys feeling the pain of this bye week? Anybody? I, I saw you dropped a uh, Trey Lance drop. I'm guessing. That was an injury and bye week calculation. Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, 
I know it was just one game. He didn't look that great, and uh, I needed some more running back depth. And you, you'll we'll we'll see the waiver wire pickups. But uh, see, I look at it as opportunity. San Francisco garbage running backs. Jets garbage team. Atlanta garbage team. We don't have to pretend Cordell Batter- Patterson's any good anymore. So yeah. who needs any of these people? The Saints. Over. That's Camara. Uh, you don't want to lose if you have. You're over it. Yeah, the Jets yeah. are not uh, top tier team. Some contributors there, Brad. I think. You've got. He mentioned Cordero Patterson, and then I think also, uh, I, what's his name on the Jets? Uh, the guy who was Davis, who was Corey Davis. The, yeah, he's the, he's hot and cold, but yeah, right. Yeah. So they're an interesting franchise. They were one that makes me feel better about liking the Lions. Well, that when and, we get in Jacksonville, although you know get, another. Oh, oh go sorry. Go ahead. I know. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to it, but you know, those are some franchises that make me feel better. The Jets and Jacksonville, but you are thinking about the Lions, Chuck? No, I was going to say when we get into our matchup uh, of our, we played each other this week. Yeah. Uh, the Jets, uh, by not picking a Jet that I wanted to, I, I right. lost, and we'll we'll talk about that then. <laughs> so he goes over the score on the bench. He he does analyze. It, it, it's a tough uh, contest between us. It's much closer and uh, much more high scoring affair than maybe we predicted. Um, so I guess then we'll look forward to Week Seven: Buffalo, Dallas, Jacksonville, Minnesota, L.A. Chargers and Pittsburgh. So a lot of fantasy relevant players coming next week. Yeah, um, I got another group of four out next week and all of them are starters right now yeah that should be an interesting one i'm hopeful because i have ground to make up that the bye weeks will somehow advantage me in a couple matchups and i can and you know make a little bit of the road to 500 come true but we'll see uh the week following week eight baltimore and the raiders will have their bye week excuse me probably better if the raiders could have their bye week this week i have to imagine it's pretty disrupted yeah. there with the sudden departure of John Gruden. John Gruden, he'd be chuckling if he heard you say bye week. You know what I mean? He's into <laughs> that kind of humor. That's, that's, that's really good. Good job. Nice. But only in emails. What kind of idiot sends emails like that? Like, all yeah, right, fine. Yeah, yeah I work, mean. Like a professional work email server. Why would you? What an idiot. It does seem very dumb. I would say in the interest of trying to be not fair exactly, but I'm wondering like what was the guy he was sending him those emails? What would he what was he saying back? Apparently I, he was sympathetic and yeah. no one was surprised about him being sympathetic, but um, well obviously the, the like the Lions employ the dumbest people in the world. The Redskins employ the worst human beings in the world. Like they're the <laughs> worst like Dan Snyder, yeah, like they're true. just they hate women, they hate, yeah. you know homosexuals, bisexuals, and Gruden's like, hey, I'm going to make fun of them all with these guys, you know? So Yeah, hire yeah. my brother and be more racist, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, crazy. And as far as I understand, as I understand it, Jogamo, you keep up with sports news uh, on the daily probably more than I do. That was the result of like an investigation into the Redskins that kind of yielded those emails. It was just sort yeah, of just, yeah, it wasn't collateral too. damage. Right, exactly. exactly. And, and I guess there's more that aren't fully released yet yeah. now that they found this. So, cause it was like 20 some thousand emails or something. So yeah, it's, uh, but, it's going to be like a, uh, uh, what's it? What was the, what was the Detroit mayor? Uh, uh, you know, Kwame, Kwame. Kilpatrick. Yeah. Oh my God. You want some entertainment reading. 
Read those oh, texts yeah, with his. Right. Yeah, his texts yeah. were really good. Oh. They were really. Oh good. my gosh, I'm exploding! Like it's great <laughs> stuff. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, there was. They used to sing them on uh, the the Daily Show. Yeah, they had like an R and B singer who would come in and sing Kwame's oh. tweets. But he's a pa- he's out of jail and he's a pastor now. So good yeah. dude. So yeah, evidently, uh, you know, I will see. Yeah, you know how all those pastors are, you know, on the up and up lately. Oh, they're hot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if I did, well, that's a whole other podcast, I guess. But, you know, there's tax advantages to starting fake churches, evidently, as I've seen from many recent Netflix documentaries. Uh, So looking ahead, week nine, our Detroit Lions will finally get a chance not to suffer another heartbreaking defeat. They will be on uh, by Seattle, Tampa Bay and uh, Washington, as we mentioned. Probably a reasonable break for Washington, too. After that, that, Chicago, that week, I can't start Amon Ross St. Brown or Kaderil, whatever his last name is. They can't play, right? Of uh, of the Detroit Lions? Yeah, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're talking about that extremely deep and uh, ex- that receiving core, Kaderil receiving core. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got some yeah. of those second string Detroit receivers, huh? Right. Yeah. No. I mean, Brad Arsenal could be suiting up. He was a talented football player. I left sure. that part out. Yeah, do they need do they need any defensive linemen? Yeah. Well, um, I think you probably have a better chance of making the team as a wide receiver, but you know, we could try. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) either way, I'm gonna get murdered. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Should we go much past week ten, guys? I mean, I think that's probably the most relevant bye week when we revisit this in the future. Yeah, I think that's a good cover. Yeah, as I say, aren't the heavy bye weeks like right in the middle of the season? Yeah, it looks like it. They pick up again. There's a few more weeks, week 14, where there's four teams on by. Week nine is probably, or I'm sorry, week seven is probably the biggest one. Obviously, there's a lot of characters in the name of the teams, but Buffalo, yeah. Dallas, Jacksonville, Minnesota, the Chargers, and Pittsburgh. I think just from a relevance and fantasy standpoint, that's a lot of teams that have players that are big contributors to yeah. fantasy teams. So, uh, you know, that'll be a tricky one to navigate for people, but we'll get it done. All right. So, with having recapped just a little bit of our by curiosity, curiosity, pardon me, uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back to recap the week five contest. I want my baby back. Chili, baby back real. I want my baby Chili, baby back real. I got my baby back real. All right, welcome back. We're about to recap our con- week five contests. Uh, well, there was a civil war was, I think, the title that I mm. offered this first matchup last week. But after the fact, I, I neglected in our dubbing this Giacomo civil war. I know we were both kind of like in the middle of meetings in the workday. Um, there was actual brother versus brother. So Mark and James played. Oh, uh, in, in addition, yeah, in addition to you and I. So I happened to look at the recap and I was like, oh, well, it was a Mark's a team name confuses me. That's usually not a name. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a name he would have. That's why. But anyway, yeah. I know I totally agree. And let's be honest, Mark confuses me in general. I my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> I love you, Mark, and I always will, but my lord, man. You yeah. it's it's bananas. Anyway, you know, comment about it, the engagement on the podcast. Leave a bad review, leave a good review whatever you know maybe four people <laughs> will see it um well the first matchup we're going to talk about is my team too soft too hard taking on Giacomo's balloons I can touch and lick uh you know I was having to scrap and scrape here coming into the week not wanting to fall to 0 and five um 
the Lions are doing it. It doesn't seem fun to watch, and it wasn't a thing I wanted to do. I leave the contest very happy to have been able to put up 151. Uh, Giacomo had a really, I think, pretty good week, um, but ends up coming away with a loss. I'll take that as a gift and say thank you very much. Um, you know, it's like it, it, when we've covered it with other people, it's the kind of matchup I like where you get contributions across the board from different people on your team instead of one just kind of going off. I was very relieved and happy to see Robert Woods and uh, Kyle Pitts show up. Robert Woods, especially I'd heard that, or I'd read that uh, he had talked to Sean McVay during the week and basically was asking like, why am I not getting the ball? Hmm. Uh, so he was the squeaky wheel who got the grease this last week and uh, did pile up a pretty good performance. But Jogamo, what's your side of this battle here? Austin Eckler obviously looked pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, hats off. You know, you had a great game. I'm glad you got off the uh, off the, the snide, as they say there. And really what happened here, I was debating Trey Sermon or uh, the, the bum, whoever the Jets starting running back is, Michael oh, Carter. Carter or something. Yeah. And if I would have put Carter in, I would have won 13, 13.3 points now, but I haven't, this is, you know, I have these rules. One of my rules is if you're debating a guy who's playing in the United States or a guy who's playing in London, you go with the United States guys. I never liked those London games. They always seem to be wonky, never high scoring. So I went with Trey Sermon, but I had to, I had to break another rule, which is Kyle Shanahan hates running backs. When he gives one the ball 18 times the next week, they get it one time. And yeah. I and I messed up there. So you, you want Trey Sermon? I'll take a sack of potatoes. Make a trade deal. He's all the Niners running backs are done for the year. They're dead to me. I don't yeah. want them. So yeah, I uh, yeah Trey Sermon's kind of disappointing. And I and in our other league, I was able to trade Trey Sermon for Mike Davis. And I don't think Mike Davis is setting the world on fire, but I feel better about that trade with every week that passes. Uh, yeah. So talent there. Who knows how it plays out by the end of the year. The other person Mike Shanahan doesn't seem to like, or Kyle Shanahan rather, uh, is Brandon Ayuk, uh, who I've recently sent on his way. I think probably a fair deal, but um, the, he has seen no no action in their offense after posting a pretty really strong finish, I should say, to their their season last year. Yeah, but, that's an. I mean, they don't. Shanahan doesn't stick to one or two guys. I mean, he's which is it is what it is, right? And especially yeah. with the rookie quarterback, they're going to see what sticks. So. You know, and then the other thing here, Marvin Jones laid an egg for the first time for me, three points. And but hey, again, rookie quarterback. So, you know, tip of the cap. I know James doesn't want me to say the top six thing that I love, so I'm not going to say that, even though I just did. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, my my points were sixth place this week. That's all I'll say. <laughs> and I I'm with James on the. It just sounds like crying, and I think Barrel said it well. I mean. It's it's how the game is played. It's it's how it works sure. out. It, but it is frustrating, and I know you're obviously not uh, really too chapped about it. No. Just on that topic, though, it was interesting to watch this week. Uh, both Mark and I had the highest points against um, stacked up. He had much more in the way of points for, um, but in this week we're one and two in terms of scoring. Uh, well, actually, actually, shouldn't say that. Team offline is one, so he's one two. Th we're one two three. They oh, but I see. Maybe but you know, the Monday nighter. Well, of the winners, you're the two points against, though. You know what I'm saying? Highest points against of the teams right. that won. Yeah, yeah. right. So, <laughs> got into shootouts. Uh, lopsided and somewhat ugly victory uh, here for Team Offline, who I kind of glossed over for a second. Uh, yeah, going into the Monday Nighter, it was Le Lamar Jackson's 
just monster game Ooh. having him and Mark Andrews yeah. uh, put, put Nick into the stratosphere, almost crossing 200, but you know what? It didn't really matter because bears team is deeply, deeply cursed. Evidently. Um, uh, what did you call him? Jocka? Chuba Howard. Chuba. Chuba Howard. If your high score is Chuba, you're yeah. probably not going to win. No. <laughs> There's a lot of underperforming players there. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's been a rough go. Uh, he did, I think bear dropped Westbrook, the kind, the law firm that uh, Giacomo had been, had mentioned in a previous episode. Uh, you got Josh Jacobs back, um, but not too much else. Jalen Waddle kind of underwhelmed AJ Brown underwhelmed Russell Wilson left that game injured. And it looks like now is in the area of about six weeks out. Um, so tough times for Team Bear. Uh, it sounds like McCaffrey might be back this week, though. So that's let me take just unrelated to fantasy, really. Well, not re- but I, I watched a little bit of the Monday night game, and then Tony, my son, was watching highlights of it this morning. Lamar Jackson, sixty point three zero fantasy points here. I t- this market, the, the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson will be NFL MVP. He's going to be Super Bowl MVP. He. He was 28 of 31 in the second half. And I'm talking about he stood there in the pocket. You know, he's a running quarterback. His pocket presence is unbelievable. He They were down 27 to 3 or something. He brought them back. But it's it, Start your Ravens, Hollywood Brown, any of those guys. They're doing it this year. You, you think he's yeah. going to be able to perform like that week after week, though? Yes, he's because he's not, he's not just running – for his life all the time. He's sticking no, in the agree. pocket and he making is, those throws. He's an excellent quarterback and he can he can sit in the pocket and throw But he wasn't doing anyone. that last year. But he, he can he, always this, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a he's a true dual threat in terms of pass and run. He's not he's not uh, uh mediocre at both. He's really good at both, but he just doesn't seem to uh get the the completions and the yards every every week. It's hot and cold sometimes. Well I, he's Brad, they're going to win. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're going to win the Super Bowl. I, I think what, what's fair to say here, looking at the lineup uh, for for uh, Nick uh, or alleged person Nick, I guess I'm starting to warm up to the idea he could be a real guy. <laughs> but, um, you know, again, I, there's the truth is out there. The point here, it, good, pretty solid team on, on Nick's side of the ball. Derek, you got to feel good about Derek Henry and Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews when he shows up like this. Uh, Nick and I were also able to execute a trade this week that sent Chris Carson to me, uh, and sent Brandon Ayuk and, um, uh, what's his name? John Connor. Uh, so the other running back there From the in Terminator, Arizona yeah. to him. Yeah. The, the Terminator. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, sent him over to him. So not, not exactly a blockbuster trade, but basically we traded backfields. I got both the guys in Seattle. He gets both guys in Arizona. Uh, but you know, seems more of like a hobby for him than anything. His roster is already pretty, pretty stacked. Kenny Galladay, he doesn't play or leaves that game early. It looks like for the giants guys, I don't know if it's just because he played for the lions and I, maybe I'm like chapped about him having played for the lions. I'm kind of a Kenny Galladay hater. I just don't Mm. like towards the end. I, I can understand he was not happy playing in Detroit. But it seemed like he just really exaggerated that injury because he wanted to leave and he knew his con- he wasn't going to get his contract extended. And then it's been like from the day from day one on the Giants, he's he's been 
in and out of games. I think he's posted one kind of big game. And other than that, he's sort of nursing different injuries. You guys have any feel about Kenny Galladay? No, I think think you pretty much nailed it on that one. Um, Where was he before Detroit? Uh, Tampa? No, he's a college guy. They drafted him. Oh, he was a rookie when they drafted him. Third or fourth round, something like that. From what I've heard, part of the rap on him is he's an athlete. He's a jump ball guy. He's never been a great route runner. Um, he and that's why only a, a dumb franchise with dumb management, the Giants. There's a few of them: the Giants, the Lions, yeah. the Dolphins. That's who gave him a big deal. Um, so, and you saw him yelling a few weeks ago at his quarterback when he wasn't getting the ball. You know, and so it's just certain organizations are gonna, you know, they're gonna have situations like that where you have a guy who's making way more than he should and you got guys that are unhappy and stay away from giants players if you can that aren't named that that name don't rhyme with raekwon farkley you know everybody else is bad so (laughs) sounds like holiday should be in the nba or something well i'll Mm -hmm. I'll take exception to that because i would like to see sterling shepherd and Kadarius toomey uh yeah he's they're hyping be, him up. Yeah. At least be kings of garbage time, if nothing else. Uh, I, right. don't, I agree. I think the Giants are sort of a trash franchise. And not surprisingly, they were also rumored at the time being very interested in Matt Patricia during the period that the Lions were. There so it does go. go, it does go to show go. The, the mind meld they have in terms of making <laughs> awesome decisions. Yeah. The next matchup on our slate here before we take a break, uh, Mikey's uh, always classy, always dignified, always above the fray. Uh, you are McGreevy, uh, taking on surprisingly good the Barchus doormats. Um, ends up being kind of a shootout. Giacomo, I think when we looked at the spread of games last week, this was maybe your go-to uh, yeah. game of the week. Um, was projected to be really close. It did wind up being close. Uh, you know, I, I my attention obviously was on our match, but uh, pretty good one here. Mikey comes away another one kind of points across the board. Daryl Henderson shows up. Alexander Matson is doing really well. I think in play in relief of yeah. Dalvin cook, which is different than last year. Uh, and then he gets a Kareem hunt uh, blow up game too. That was just such a shootout though, with the, with the chargers that um, yeah, it was the chargers. You know, it's hard yeah. to know that that's, you're going to see that kind of spread. Cause I think Kareem hunt had a reasonably good game that week too. Yeah, they've been doing that a lot, him and uh, Nick Chubb, um, where they've both been posting, you know, really usable fantasy numbers. But like you said, Madison's one. I mean, they played the Lions. I'm not going to go on that again. But he's been every week the past, what, three weeks now? 24 points here. He's been around that every week. So it just goes to show you it's their offense. And he's really good, too. I mean, he's a powerful guy. But, yeah, like we've said all year, Mikey's got a solid – team you know when you back that up with Mahomes who's always he had a bad game but still 24 points it looks like CD Lamb to me is the new number one uh in Dallas as I mentioned yeah. and DJ Moore had an off game but he's been he's been really good in Carolina so yeah he's he's gonna be there all year yeah I agree I think Mikey will continue to compete a lot of the talent on his his team is is kind of hard to argue with and Matson last year had the opportunity to step in for Dalvin Cook who's oft dinged up but uh, it was a much harder start. I think last year he came in, fumbled the ball and got hurt right away, but he's off to a, a pretty solid start, not yeah. just against the lions, but even against other, you know, actual NFL franchises. Um, on the other side of the ball, Barchi's team, Devonte Adams gives him a big boost. 
Swift uh, seems to be impressing. And then he had some other guys falter. I think Prescott did reasonably well, but after that, it was just more pedestrian. No real terrible games, but nothing great. Well, Melvin Gordon did Melvin Gordon things, five points. That's, you can't, if that's your number two running back, you're not going to win. You're not. I I like Melvin Gordon did Melvin Gordon things. (laughs) Brad, any, any takes on this matchup from your point of view? Um, not, not anything you guys haven't said. I mean, a couple of the guys like Gordon and Hawkinson didn't have great games and it kind of hurt them because it was close, close fantasy score. Yeah. It's interesting to see TJ Hawkinson sort of, I don't want to say fall off, but, uh, you know, I think as that wide receiving core gets further and further depleted, it'll be interesting to see how defenses, uh, cover him. Yeah. I I think that's a big part of it is defenses are learning to adjust and, and, Brad, as you may not know, was the second or third string quarterback a couple of years at Stevenson High School. Right. That, and this is not a slight to Brad. This is a slight to Jared Goff. It looked like Brad in high school was playing quarterback. <laughs> he, and it's not like when he's got time, he throws a good ball. Who doesn't right. if you made it to the NFL? Any right. kind of rush, I mean any kind of rush, he, he, he poops his pants and he's down. It's yeah. very strange. Now, I, 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 at first, I was like, they're trading all those picks for Stafford, and this guy's been in the Super Bowl. Right. I, th- now I get it. Now I get yeah, it. Yeah, so. you know, yeah. it's funny you say that. I don't want to give up on the guy as a as – I'd like to see him be successful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It does, it does like incre- a great guy. It does increasingly seem like maybe he is, in fact, the placeholder quarterback as they go through this full reboot. Yeah. Um, you know, they did get good picks in compensation coming back for him, but – yeah, it would surprise me watching those games, and it would make him very shaky in terms of even like a streaming quarterback. Is he turns the ball over a ton, and not oh. in the ways you'd expect. Like I think when he's you got just, six fumbles, five interceptions, right. something like that. Yeah, something to me is much more frustrating about quarterback fumbles too than interceptions because yeah. Stafford could get careless with the ball, and he he'd turn over at in inopportune times. But most of the time, it was a tip ball, or it was just being really aggressive. It wasn't like you said, kind of a panicked under duress, either pick or just oh, he's had some ugly fumbles. Oh and, man! But it like, shows you. I mean, you got to think here. Trent Dilfer is a Super Bowl champion. Now, yeah. obviously, he's a good quarterback. He's in the NFL. Right. Jared, I never say like because my kids will be like, "Is he good?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's good. He's in the NFL." He, if you have crap players around him, he's not good. You know what I mean? That's Jared yeah. Goff, and now I'm yeah. seeing that. The Rams had a great team when they went to the Super Bowl. So anyway. yeah, for sure. And I and I think on the flip side of that, you're seeing that with Stafford is they they have such a glut of offensive right. weapons. Even losing their top running back in training camp, they're still able to produce a rushing game, which yeah. is something that, you know, looking from the team he came from is just not a situation he ever enjoyed. If you lost any of the first tier starters, the kind of season was over. Yeah. And, so hopefully golf, being oh go ahead, Brett. I was just to say golf's his pocket presence is uh or um situational awareness in the pocket is he when it's collapsing on him it seems like he doesn't know about it until like someone bumps into him right Mm -hmm. and i think it's a big part of why his he is such ugly um fumbles or like you know he's getting ready to throw and he's just about to bring the ball forward and his arm gets hit it's like the guy was right next to you for like two seconds. How did you not know he was right there? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I agree. It's definitely a big adjustment too from watching Stafford play. And, you know, I think you get a better appreciation of his game yeah. watching somebody else come into a similar situation, and, but and maybe I don't remember where Goff played in college, but maybe he's never 
been on an offense where he had a, a you know, a offensive line that didn't protect him as well. Yeah. yeah. Golf was, you know uh, I think it was Cal, right? Cal. Yep. Yeah. 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 So. But, uh, you know, and then this will be the last little bit of recapping Lions woes. Dan Campbell, emotional after the game. Uh, you know, he's uh, unfortunately getting to experience with Lions fans know all too well, which is heartbreaking defeats. But it is good to see them trying. They do seem to really care. Uh, you know, they're just young and not that talented. Yeah, yeah maybe, I uh, think... maybe that emotion will translate into them trying something different at least and yeah. see if that works. It feels a like lot... a 17 game preseason to me this year. I don't know, John, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, that's We're evaluating weird. players, is what it's yeah. like. Yeah. But see, he's emotional, like the kneecaps thing, like fiery. Mm -hmm. And then obviously he's emotional on the other side too and able to. So I don't – some because I heard some people in the media, well, you're the head coach. You can't show that unless you're Dick Vermeil, you know. But, but I don't – Who's that, Skip Bayless? I'm going to choke Skip Bayless. Yeah, it was the the, the, the Lenny here locally. He said, mm. But it's like I don't agree with that. I think – I and declared, I heard some players. I declared, I declared Mike Valenti a garbage person many yeah. episodes ago. That's how I feel. <laughs> I think it's I all remember. about what you do with that emotion. If, yeah, if, exactly. If, if you get all emotional and you just shut down and you don't you don't turn it into anything and use it to your advantage, then yeah, then yeah. what's the point? But because you, no, and, I, and think he guy, was, I think he's going to bring that passion back to the team. But that's just well. And here's what I like: Dan Campbell was in the league for like nine, ten years as a tight end, and it's not because he was some great athlete, some right. He, he was a try-hard guy. Wow. So great, I mean, I think great, great enough responded. to be in the NFL, but not a standout in that. You know what I mean? He could have yeah, flamed yeah. out in a couple of years, For but sure. obviously. So, and I oh. heard some players say, hey, coach, he was just here doing this. He knows what it takes. Yeah. So I think instead of a fat guy who hides behind uh, Gatorade coolers, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. When I don't think he's, I mean, I, I believe that he is a sincere person. When it well, he and the GM, but I don't know that it's 100% as sincere, like that they are trying. I mean, I think I don't doubt for a second he or his coaching staff or those players are actually trying to win. And the fact that they've hung around even with good talent, uh, like the Ravens, Super yeah. Bowl champ to be crowned Super That's Bowl right. champion, you heard it here first. That that required a 66 yard Justin Tucker field goal to win is uh, is okay. a testament to what what. What they could be, but yeah, it feels like a very long preseason to me, and we'll get an opportunity to look at any kind of talent they could find and try out. Uh, so with that bit of uh, depressing Lions recapping uh, or <laughs> uplifting, depending on who you are, we will take a short commercial break and be back with the back half of week five. Tell me, We're back. We're going to recap the second half here of the week five matchup schedule. I do want to jump on a soapbox really quickly. We were talking about media people saying crazy things. And I said, skip Bayless over the off season. I remember he was talking some trash about Dak Prescott hmm. because Dak Prescott came out and said that he had depression and anxiety and started mm -hmm. taking medication and skip Bayless had some thoughts on, uh, well, you that he, you know, he's the franchise quarterback. He can't say stuff like that. That was crazy to me. I think that's fine. I was proud of Dak Prescott mm -hmm. uh, for 
being able to be, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, somebody as other people might be experiencing that in a positive way. They could say, well, Dr. Prescott had that. Maybe I should talk to a doctor or something. So anyway, all that to 100%. say, Skip, Skip Bayless is a garbage person. I know that that is his uh, hot takes are kind of his job and everything, but it sounds like he's a he's, pretty he's, insecure he's, person if he's going to be calling yeah. people out for being honest. Yeah, he's a terrible person. Also, I don't know if he did anything athletic at all. He looks like he would mm -hmm. immediately die if he tried to play football. You know, and especially Dak when he when he uh, went out last year. If you were watching yeah. that, the, the reaction of his like his the, he's a good dude. You can just tell. Like right. you. you you can just tell the way his team reacted. So, I mean, listen, if you can get paid as much as Skip Bayless does for a living to sit there and BS, hey, I can't right. fault you on that. But he's, I, I don't, I don't have any use for him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, part of it is for show. Obviously, it gives them something to talk about. Uh, but he's got to be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, so. it's a tightrope to walk. But anyway, I want to say, if you're depressed or anxious, there is ways to get uh, help. Obviously, look at Dak Prescott, just floating Barchi's terrible terrible awful skynet team <laughs> the best part of that is i know for 100 or 99.5 will say i don't think barchi cares at all about that criticism it's like yeah probably i don't know I, I, <laughs> yeah it's I, probably about what he's thinking I, yeah i turn it on every now and again i don't i watch the sports games you guys watch sports ball <laughs> No I, no I know he watches college football but so we'll give him that but the next game here Dan Bellato's run and shoot taking on Brad your Laurel Park Desert Rosas Dan's got a scary team but I think given that we've got one of the combatants here uh with us and we'll let Brad recap Brad how'd this game play out um you know I didn't watch a lot of games uh in progress this weekend mm -hmm. so I kind of checked the uh, score at the mostly the end of the day Sunday and I was like oh, this isn't looking good for me um but uh but yeah, I don't, I didn't do the math, but I don't think I had a chance no matter who I played. Yeah. Um, I didn't leave a whole lot of points on the bench. I don't think. Yeah. Between. Um, between oh yeah, I did. I left a shit ton with Williams. Yeah. Um, he did. Okay. Well, cause they got 4. in there. 4.5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I could have, uh, I could have probably figured out a way to win if I played the right people. But, um, but yeah, I just, I didn't pick the right guys. Well, it's reasonable. You did have some stiff competition, though. It, with J Josh Allen was in one of those shootout type games. Yep. Jonathan Taylor putting up thirty, almost thirty-eight points is not going to be an every week thing. But Najee Harris is—he uh, seems to be legit, both in terms of rushing and yeah. catching the ball. Um, pr probably not totally unpredictable, given that he's playing for Pittsburgh. Uh, but there's that. Brad, I know not having watched, I heard Cordero Patterson did leave that game briefly but i think he came back um what a what a crazy year that guy's having just amazing yeah i didn't even didn't even realize that i didn't hadn't yeah. i didn't get any news updates usually i get something on the players of my team and and murray didn't uh i mean he didn't have a bad game but he didn't he didn't have a he didn't throw for many yards i think maybe one touchdown and yeah. 180 yards or something yeah it's true it's an uncharacteristically low statistical day for for murray yeah. Um, see, Brad's got Keenan Allen on the Chargers, 10 and a half points. Yeah. And then he had Mike Williams on his bench, 44. See, I yeah. always hate to have two good receivers right. on the same team because I'm right. always like, I don't want to start both of them. Yeah, so that's no, Brad, always, and Brad that's is, always tricky. Brad is all in on the Chargers. He, he's he got potentially Allen, Jared Cook, and um, 
yeah mike williams and i just picked cook up for for that week because uh you know what happened incidentally there? you bid like a lot i think you paid like 50 dollars for jared cook you can bid less i mean well, I, I don't <laughs> want to tell you what to do well i bid for two <laughs> other guys and i bid and, and they weren't tight ends so i mean it's apples and oranges but i bid for two other guys and i didn't I pick see. either of them up and one That's of them i nice. lost I was like fifty dollars under the the winning bid. Gotcha. I'm like, All right, if I want a tight end, I'm gonna get them. So I yeah, bet. early early on, you did bet zero dollars on somebody. I don't uh, maybe it was Elijah Mitchell. I remember it was like yeah, because I Brad's, didn't think anyone else was gonna want to pick him up. Brad's registered to vote for zero dollars. I see. It's uh, <laughs> like yeah, if I'm that's the only right. one. I'm gonna get yeah. Him. That's true. It is a, one dollar, Bob. It's a placeholder, and it did allow you to spend big and get the guys you wanted uh, this last week, which. Is, yeah. is a way to approach it for sure. And the way you drafted like Daryl Williams, isn't a guy. I mean, that's somebody who people have been throwing fab at like crazy. Anyway, you just had him on your bench. Yeah. Um, you, you've had a couple instances like that, that have just seemed to work out in, uh, uh between Allen and Williams. It seems like half the time I play one, the other one, you know, yeah, breaks out tricky. for that game. Do you have the Baltimore guy? The other running back, I don't see him on your team as I'm looking at this. Uh, uh what's his name? I had oh, Tyson Williams. Tyson oh, yeah, Williams. I dropped him when he uh, when uh, hamstring he was out for okay. two weeks. Yeah, he's hamstring. out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't, and... I, didn't, I kind of lost trust. He he had one decent game, I think, and then yeah. kind of was fizzling. So, yeah, and they have they have a pretty good rotation of running backs. Uh, yeah. so it is it's plausible. I did attempt to offer Brad, uh, Oh, what's his name? The the Joe Mixon for Mike Williams. Um, but Joe, the uncertainty of that injury made that a deal Brad wanted to hold off on. Obviously, I would uh, looking at this, I it would have been nice to have made that deal, but yeah, got the win anyway. So Brad, you never know uh, when Joe Mixon's gonna punch a bitch either. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> but when do speaking of Giacomo, I mean, let's be honest, we are all very yeah. violent and short-tempered people, right? I you, think uh, we've all. You know what there. I like? So on Dan's team here, he has Samaje Pirine on the yeah. bench, Don't and it says that COVID, It says COVID nineteen. Shouldn't they put like they should put like everything? You know what I mean? So if one guy's out, it's like stripper crabs. You know what I mean? Yeah. They should, <laughs> like why? Nice. Like that. When are yeah. they going to stop putting COVID nineteen? Like it's yeah, like yeah, this I year. I don't know that you need to, right? But I, I right. do think sports is governed by gambling, and I think that has its own category. No, that's a good point. Yeah, of yeah. terms of how they're returning on the injuries. Uh, but yeah. I do think that's funny. I do think it'd be funny if it said like jail or prison. Also, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not, over, like yeah. overslept. <laughs> yeah, the NFL PR people might not be as excited about the yeah. jail tracking statistics, but you yeah. know. And Miles Gaskin showed up for uh, Dan. I, I got to feel good about that, I guess. But I don't know. He's not a guy I trust. No one in Miami is really all that no. trustworthy. But Dan's team, as we've talked about, solid. And that's what yeah. I think Cooper Cup was back to 12 points. And he's still, uh, you know, what do you got there? Uh, not, like you mentioned, Harris. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor finally looks like like they got a number one back in, in Indianapolis, 37 points. So. Yeah, yeah well, they, I mean, they need it. You got a quarterback playing on two bad ankles, although I think he had a reasonably good statistical day. He and did he good yesterday. Fed yeah. Michael Pittman Jr., which I'm pleased about, maybe not in this league, but somewhere else. I guess we'll move on back from that. I agree, Jock. I think Dan's team looks like it has the depth similar to Nick's team to be able to push far into the season. And obviously they're off to hot starts and don't need to win every week to stay in the competition. 
The next one, uh, Mike Baskin's holdout and Michael Servi's tip top team. Uh, know that Mike and family are not feeling so well uh, right mm-hmm. now. So wish you guys the best if you're listening. Um, we're not going to mark your name uh, with any jail indications uh, yeah. for, for HIPAA, et cetera. But uh, hope you guys are well. The win this week over Servi's team, I have to imagine. I think those two are pretty close, right? Is this kind of an in-house rivalry or is are they just kind of both not into it enough to care? I, it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. But geez, it's when you got a guy, Servi at Justin Herbert, 60.8 points and you lose, who right. that's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow. But and especially like sometimes you look at him head to head and be like, okay, what position did I get ahead over the other person? And it's Tom Brady and Herbert. But again, so every and it's, time I, say, I laugh, eBear. And, Justin and I say this every week, Tyreek Hill, there it is, 11 points. Like yeah. they, he just, it's just having those deep threat guys. Yeah, they'll have 40 points sometimes, but right. I'd rather, you know, give me, uh, you know, I, I don't know, name a receiver who catches a lot of ball. I, I That's why I like the guy at, at uh, Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson, because he's mm-hmm. he's catching like 15 balls a game. So yeah, volume, volume is important for sure. I mean, yeah. You can look at the number of targets generally and, and get a good sense of how often they're getting it. Tyreek Hill, though, gets the long, longer targets, which make it when he's getting volume makes him valuable. But you're right. Sure. Jack, he's definitely in a cold streak. Similar player, but like the poor man's Tyreek Hill to me is Tyler Lockett. And yeah. with Russ leaving, I mean, it's gonna It remains to be seen what Geno Smith can do, um, you know, in his absence. But. I lock out as a guy I would expect to see fall off because he is really that kind of gadget highlight, big play kind of guy. And, you know, you really have to be able to push the ball on the field to make those guys work. Yeah. Edwards Hilaire leaves too. I think that is expected to be a reasonably long-term injury or at least for a good chunk of this season. So bummer there for service team, but I know you're never really a big fan of chiefs running back shock. Is that right? Well, even though I spent a lot of money on their the backup, the UFC, other one, but yeah, yeah. Well, Jock doesn't like hyphenated last names either. That's, that's true. Yeah, I know. What, what is it? Like, you know, the man gets to keep. Never mind. I can't. It is. A, it's I'm going to get cancel culture. You are canceled. You're done. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Yeah. Hey, what shirt are you wearing today? It's just gray. Oh, 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 yeah. No racist stuff on your shirt. Today. No, okay. that, that shirt's not racist. <laughs> well, you got know. me that smiley face shirt. I thought you meant that one. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. But Jacomo, look at Jacomo, st- stand down and stand by or whatever. Oh, you know? God. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I like that. that was You're awesome. not going to fool me again. I'll tell you. That was awesome. Chase Claypool um, shows up too. What do you got, Jack? No, I was going to say, so Zeke Elliott here, he 26 points for, uh, for Baskin, mm-hmm. but look, but look at that cue question. You, this guy, I'm telling you, man, he's got good abs, so, but it's going to be, oh, it's going to be that Tony get what the hell's his name. What's the backup? Us, yeah. Tony Pollard. So this yes. is, this is a, this is a, uh, this is going to trigger. I'm triggered right now, Giacomo, and not just because of his <laughs> delicious abs. Uh, incidentally, uh, I read a thing the other day. I, I'm on the black people, Twitter on Reddit. I don't know if you guys see that ever. But there were people taking exception to that, like people describe black people as food, like he's got thick chocolatey skin, I guess maybe not thick, but dark chocolatey skin, you know, Uh, but they don't say that for white people like no one's like he's got the skin of a marshmallow or like (laughs) (laughs) a fresh bag of flower face. Like, And 
I hope they do now. It's very memorable to me because I don't think you hear white people described as food. Uh, So it's it's getting in my head because I was, you know, I was tempted. Unless they're called a cracker, but I don't think that's good, right? Is that bad? A cracker, and that's more like (laughs) that usually. No, yeah, it's true. I guess you're right. Saltines. I mean, if you called somebody a saltine, (laughs) I wouldn't know what you mean. Anyhow, right. yeah, it's a cracker that lives by the ocean. I'm down the rabbit hole, but see, he's talking about being triggered. I so I attempted uh, Baskin, who's ill and confined to quarters. Um, I attempted to train him, Tony Pollard, this week. Oh, uh, which I was wanting to target Emmanuel Sanders, and I was going to send him Tony Pollard, uh, and I forget what other player, some other reasonably good player like Rondell mm-hmm. Moore, maybe. I thought it was an intriguing deal. Uh, not not of interest for him, but I yeah. agree with you, Jock. And where we left that negotiation was, I'm going to keep betting on Ezekiel Elliott breaking down at some point. I'm telling be, you because it, you know you talk about Madison being able to come in for Cook. It's another offense that, with a talented back, uh, they definitely and, definitely has that opportunity. And they believe it. In the, the Dallas believes it because Pollard is finally getting a lot of run this year, yeah, and he never right. has before. So. They're right. He is flexible week to week. He's a guy that in a bye week situation, actually this week, I think I may start Pollard mm-hmm. uh, because I, you know, he, he does have a reasonably high floor of like nine, 10 points per week is, mm-hmm. is essentially what, where he drops to. But enough about trades that I tried to make unsuccessfully. I'm trying to trade with Brad too. I'm trying to trade with everybody. Actually, I looked at your team though, Giacomo, mm-hmm. and it's just trash barrels. So I'm good. <laughs> I haven't even looked at that trade you offered me yet. I got to check that out after we'll this. Check it out. I like I it. I will. Yeah, or as James would call them, bench scrubs. There was a period of maybe four to five years <laughs> where any trade I made, I would get a note from James that said, "You got this player." For just a couple of bench scrubs? Yeah. Why do you even do this? How do you trick them? <laughs> and most of the time I was like, I drafted that guy. I didn't think he was a bench scrub. <laughs> it's, you know, hurt my feelings. <laughs> anyway, speaking of James and brother versus brother, another just understated guy. He doesn't like conflict. He doesn't like the limelight. That's uh, Mark Aegis. Doesn't like controversy. Uh, he gets a big win here over James. Um Wow. You know, it's always good to see James lose. Let's start from there Absolutely. for me. And then add to that, uh, you know, I, I could sympathize with Mark staying out of the 0-5 cellar and doing it in spectacular fashion. Aside from Nick's team totally exploding, going into Monday night, Mark was the top scorer. Uh, so he gets it over on James here, but it is a high-scoring affair. Uh, Giacomo or Brad, what, what jumps out to you guys looking at this matchup? Uh, just how many points everyone scored? Because yeah. yeah, Dana Carlson didn't do anything. By the way, Giacomo, you were just last week. Oh, Dana oh. Carlson's really good at kicking. No, he's a man, especially now. Right. He well, oh, you know what? He looks like somebody who would really like uh, John Gruden. Like they go to like you know Aryan Nation <laughs> meeting. So maybe he's not going to do good the rest of the year. It is true. He does kind of look like a grumpy Aryan. I remember when I when I added him to my team, he did have that. Uh, doesn't James doesn't hasn't he drafted Barkley every year he's been in the league? I have drafted him at least last year. I owned. Oh, him. Oh, I thought and James had him. He every came year. in, fumbled, pooped his pants, and then was out for the year. Yeah, uh, but James may have been a longtime Saquon fan. And, and I mean, James just, always James always picks two running backs first, so yeah. that's probably that, that's I have no doubt about. So well, and that depth, that depth shows, and Fournette seems to yeah. be winning that job in Tampa. So that's an unexpected win. I, I mean, on the downside, Miles Sanders is disappointing. Eli Mitchell, I think, has 
I guess has potential, but carries that asterisk with him to understand where, how that's going to shake out. Yeah. And Debo is going to be the guy to go to. It seems like. Yeah. Debo's San Francisco. Uh, but I want to Mark here gets the rare, no single digit score kicker yeah, defense. No, so yeah. when you do that, that's what I was saying about how many points. Right. He scored. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's and, the other side of the, the uh, Chubb hunt. Nick Chubb throws, throws up a game here too. Because it was an absolute shootout. Yeah, Antonio Brown, 34 points for Tampa. Unfortunately, they can't play Miami every week. So, who's just, I mean, you want to talk about bad teams. Whew, yeah, man. That's true. That That's was some did, rotten dolphin meat. That was uh, Wouldn't Mark leave on the bench? That's, I'll scroll down to take a look. Jameis Winston had quite a day, too, but. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Had he went yeah. with Winston, he would have been crazy over the top. But I think Stafford was a choice that makes sense. Oh, sure. I, the one thing I'd point out, because I was looking at James's roster a little earlier, and I don't think, yeah. So he picked up Zach Ertz, which was frustrating to me because that was a target for me needing a bye week replacement. So right now, James has Dawson Knox, Zach Ertz, and Greg Kittle on his roster. He's carrying three tight ends, hmm. but. They're pretty good tight ends. Uh, Dawson Knox is pretty solid. I don't know why he was going for Zach Ertz. As, uh, the Bills aren't on bye this week, but maybe they have a tough matchup. In any no, event, I, Knox has set himself as you know a top ten at least guy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been consistent. So yeah, and I think James got a reasonably good deal on him too. So you know, he, James is always going to be playing that waiver wire. I, I, over the years of kind of watching him play. Um, he's he's really good at, I think, targeting those players and making his team better over the course of the season. You know, I ran into, I actually ran into Mark at the Costco today, and one of the things we I pointed out to him, as we obviously talked about fantasy, was James uses the European advantage, being six hours ahead yes, and getting on that waiver. So, you yeah. know, mm. listen, you, you German bastards over there. Now he's right. in Italy, but. Yeah, you yeah. know, no, it is true. As dis as disadvantaged as he is on draft day, because he's waking up at two or three in the morning, he does get a huge advantage for the rest of the season in terms of being able to get that second chance low bid claim. That's right, and I'll be getting a hate text as soon as this airs. Yeah, no, I yeah, I've <laughs> I've made note of that too. But he does target he does target well, and this year he he really spent a lot of money early, so it should be an interesting dynamic how he plays the way or the rest of the way. Uh, with that, we'll pause for one more break. Your car will be right down, sir. Uh-oh. Better get Mako. From crashes, dents, and rust to a great paint job, Mako brings your car back to life. All for a price lower than you'd expect. And accident claims, it's all part of the job at Mako. So when you have an uh-oh, better get Mako. Welcome back. We're going to recap uh, the latest uh, latest of the waiver wire. This being recorded Wednesday evening, we'll probably post sometime tomorrow. Uh, Giacomo and Brad, uh, both, well, I think all of us, or maybe not Brad, but some of us were active here in free agency. The first name on the list, Kadarius Tooney, as I mentioned. Um, threw a punch at a guy, never a great sign. But other than that, I mean, so you could say it's feisty. You could say he cares, I suppose. Yeah, he's got some spark. Yeah, I wonder I, if he's James Tony's son. He's a boxer from Detroit. But anyway, uh, go ahead. He could very well. Well, I don't know. He could be. I don't know. 
but uh, there's a lot of ways to go with that. I'll leave it there. Uh, Tooney, <laughs> I'll explain. I, so outbid uh, Mark and James, generally in my eyes, that's validating to see that they were also targeting that player. And, uh, you know, even micro battles, it's good to win against James. Um, I went a little heavy with $37. I, I'm running low on fab, but my team is not good. Uh, so when there are players that I think I could target that could be difference makers, it seemed like the right move to make. And I also had a pretty good sense that with the fab I had, I didn't feel like I would have much of a play for uh, Daryl Williams, which Giacomo, you did make the play for Daryl Williams here. What, what, was, what were you thinking about? Yeah, I mean, so at this point in the season, you got all this budget, you know, running backs, good running backs are hard to come by. Um, Daryl Williams, they trust him. He was great in their Super Bowl winning year. Um, Edward Tolaire, like as you mentioned, we don't know. We know at least a few weeks. He's been injury prone in his short career. So, I, you know, I, I just thought it was time to potentially get a guy who could be RB2 the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, could, sure. So, and, and, That's a good and, offense. And, and the only reason I, I put 63 around that on Booker is just I, I didn't think I'd get Williams. I thought somebody would jump up even above that. So just to be sure, you know, Saquon Barkley, he's been in it out as well. The past right. couple of years. So now you got Devontae Booker, who who is decent in Denver when he's given a chance, and he scored yeah. two touchdowns in I'll half say, a game. Look, he, he looked good in relief so, of, of Saquon, although they don't so, have a ton of weapons that are healthy. Yeah, so I'm I'm throwing some darts, you know, some decent aim, decently aimed darts, I think, to to get another solid running back because those are not easy to come by. So yeah, and then looking back, uh, Dana Carlson, as I mentioned, James Acclaim, <laughs> but well, to no avail because that was not a great game. Oh, I like the, the I call the other one the Cincinnati kicker L McPherson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I trying to say that. Oh, that's a that's a nice lady there. She maybe can kick. Um, and then Sam and JP run. Uh, I was happy to sit that one out last week because I just haven't seen much from him. I think he had a reasonably good game, um, but obviously he's going to be out with COVID for this week. Jock, I saw you drop Chris Evans. Um, the sexual connection aside, you were, <laughs> yeah. you were ready to move on. Try to get, well, I had to get, you know, these other two guys. So yeah. Hey, you know, but P Ryan had like 16 points because Mixon yeah. still did play a little bit. Now I, I Mixon's questionable again. So who knows? Yeah. Man. And it, yeah, knows? it was more of a, a one night stand type deal with you and Evans. I get it. Um, for me, Joe Burrow, that was last week too, but I was happy. He obviously he played, put up a much better game than Darnold for me. And that helped me clench the win jock with you. He left. The, he went to the hospital after the game with like a throat injury, yeah. evidently. And yeah. he says he's he says he's fine. He's voice resting. Yeah. <laughs> well, not smoking cigars, or I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's just like red meat and cigars, and that's how he he recovers. It's, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Throat contusion, and then it was something about yeah. Yeah. You know, he spent all his money this week. Is McCaffrey out for the year? McCaffrey. Yeah, because I know I remember Bear picked up Chuba Howard for like 120 bucks. No, you know? McCaffrey's supposed to be back, but at the time of those claims being made, it wasn't clear that that would be right, the case. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, and you know, honestly, until he plays, uh, it's hard to say that he it, you can take for granted that he is going to be okay. Yeah. And running backs are weird like that. Even when you can technically get back on the field, if they're not explosive. Um, you know, you're definitely, there's an opportunity to have a guy come back and not be ready to compete or re-injure themselves. If they play for a franchise, it's not so smart. Uh, Carolina sure. though seems pretty careful with their players. So we'll see. So yeah. that brings us to our last segment, unless you guys have any other things to add for waivers. And that is 
selecting our game of the week. Um, yeah, I guess I'll turn to Giacomo and Brad. You, you want to give this honor to Brad to pick the game of the Go week? Go ahead, Brad. Yes. Yeah, special I would guest. want to. Absolutely. Soon, soon to be violently cursed, if Mike bears any in indication. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Barchi and uh, who's running Run shoot? Dan. 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 Yeah, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that'll be a good game. There's gonna be a couple good games, and uh, I think Matt, if you uh, if anyone's gonna pull an upset off and uh, beat Nick, I think you might have a decent chance this week. Well, no, I get Baskin. Who's got Nick? I feel for them already. Oh, oh that's, that's you. Right. You're but either way, oh, yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I meant. I it's guess the curse. I didn't necessarily mean to say Nick, but I it's meant the curse. Out. Baskin. Yeah, yeah Baskin seems pretty good. I, I'm obviously. I mean, I need to win any every single game, you know, as much as I possibly can from here on out. So we'll see. Fingers crossed for me. Uh, I, I agree though, Brad. I think Dan, Dan and Barchi is going to be a very interesting matchup. I think. Both well, I like Dan's team to be to be a little bit better, to be honest. But I think that's going to be one to keep an eye on. The undercard there for me too, Giacomo and James should be an yeah. interesting one. You know, Ugh. personal relationships. I think there probably will be texting, text exchange. James already he texted me. My team in PMR sucks. That's always his go-to. And then yeah. my record lifetime against him is probably like eighty-seven for him and like three for me. So. <laughs> right. he's, no, he understands curses. I'm telling you, it's yeah. it's always it's a, it's a very predictable false humility from James when it comes to fantasy. He will yeah, never be like my team's awesome. It'll always yeah. be like, oh, that's I don't true. know that one guy. He's rubbing his leg or something. Um, so it should be another good week, an exciting week, uh, guys. As always, it's it's fun to have these conversations. Great to talk football with you. Yes. Hopefully, it's fun for you guys to listen. If you're not on Telegram, I'm finding that some people are they're joined, but they're not really on there very much. Check it out. Having some fun on there. I know I like to have fun with with Bear on there and uh, and the other folks too. So check it out. Uh, any closing words from you, Brad? Jack? I, I like how an app, uh, like you know, it's technical on a phone. It's called Telegram, like the oldest form of. <laughs> Like, you know, yeah. written communication. That's right. pretty cool. They should have like a, what Pony is it called? Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what I was going to say. Pony. <laughs> you can send a message and they'll get it like tomorrow yeah. or maybe the next day. You, you get like a little video of a horse running across and <laughs> yeah. delivering something to your friend. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say, don't Google Pony Express. Uh, yeah. It's not from any kind of not company even. computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe exactly. a message in a bottle app. You just send a message and some random person gets it <laughs> yeah. in like a year. <laughs> that's an intriguing concept actually i could probably sell that <laughs> yeah probably well all right my my friends uh some of my very best friends in the world great to spend a, a little more than an hour with you tonight thanks for making time guys thanks for playing we will look forward to talking to you again next week yeah thanks for having me and thanks for uh all the work you do for this podcast it's uh it's definitely worth it for me awesome Aww. man glad you're listening it's fun to, it's fun to have you be part of it today yeah and Love you guys. I'm, I'm sorry about the curse in advance. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, that's right. We'll, we'll cover it. All Brad's right, beard is going to fall off tonight. <laughs> it's like Samson. That's the source of his power. Samson. Samson. <laughs> Thank you.
like to meet you, Ping Ping.